Hey, Pastor Stephen here. Welcome to the Abundant Springs podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check us out online at AbundantSprings.Church. And now, on to this week's message. Hey, Abundant Springs family. Welcome to Church Online. Everybody that's joining us for Church Online, whether Abundant Springs is your church home or you're joining us today because your church isn't running or you're just curious what church is about, you're looking for hope, you're looking for, for peace, for comfort, you're looking for love, I want to tell you right now that you are in the right place because Jesus loves you. Right now, all around our world, crazy things are happening. In fact, it's so crazy that I I right now hold in my hand something that I never thought I could stand up here and say with all honesty has become a symbol of fear, has become a symbol of discord, of disharmony, of, of panic, of chaos, of craziness. It's toilet paper. It's toilet paper. And yet this is the world that we live in today where everyone has become so afraid. Everyone has become so wound up about a virus that we've resorted to fighting over toilet paper. Now, don't take me wrong. I'm not saying for a moment that we shouldn't take things seriously, that that this virus is something that we should take lightly. But what I am noticing, what I'm seeing all around in my social media feeds, you're probably seeing it in yours too. What I'm seeing all around in the attitudes of people in conversations that I'm having is that people are afraid. I don't know where you're joining us from today. I don't know what's been going on in your life this week, these past couple of weeks, this past year. But today I want to share with you a message of hope, of peace, and of love. What I've noticed in my conversations with people over the last week, week and a half, is that there are different ways that different people are dealing with their fear. And so for some people, they figure that they they just can ignore it, right? They, we're just pushing it down. Maybe that's you. You're just pushing your fear down right now and keeping yourself busy, finding other things to do. But what's going to end up happening is eventually it's going to eat at you. It's going to wear on you and you're going to have to deal with the fear that is in your life. Others of us, we freak out and that's, that's what's happening here. Toilet paper, people coming in from all around and, and buying up all the groceries that they can. I heard of one person that went through Walmart, not even from our community and spent $2,200 on groceries, cleaned things out because, because of panic, because of a, a mentality that says I have to get this stuff for me before somebody else gets it. This scarcity mentality that says that, that I got to get it while it's here before it's gone and doesn't think about other people or, or is panicking or is dealing with anxiety or, or whatever it is. I know that there's a lot of people around our world right now who are dealing with this kind of panic, who are freaking out. And then there's others who just play down the whole situation. You see these people, they, they cite the stats that say that coronavirus isn't a, a big deal. 
And after all, look at how many people are, are dealing with this illness or that illness and, and, and look at the number of deaths this year for these illnesses versus that illness or, well, you know, it only affects the elderly and those with, with immune disorders and respiratory disorders. So my family's fine. So, so who cares about this stuff? Let's just keep on going. How dare you inconvenience me? All of us, we, we all have different ways that we respond to this. For some of us, it's going to push us to be our best. For some of us, we're going to begin to reach out and we're going to do good things because we're going to recognize that this world needs love, that this world needs hope. But others of us are going to crash. Others of us are going to tear people down. And I wonder right now as you sit in your living room or you sit with family or friends, around a computer, around a television, maybe going to eat lunch after this. I wonder in what category you find yourself today. Whatever it is, I, I think in the spirit of this being an online community, what I'd like us to do right now is we're going to put up a two-minute timer, and I want everybody here, everybody get, go into the chat and discuss what you have observed about the fear in yourself and others during this time. So go ahead and do that right now. And let's interact with one another and discuss for the next two minutes. Today, wherever you're at, whatever you just wrote in the chat, I want you to know that if you are afraid, if you are concerned, if you are worried, if you are anxious, if you're dealing with fear today, that you're not alone. You're not alone. However, what I also want to make clear is that we cannot allow our fear to master us. We cannot allow our fear to master us. But friends, what if I told you today that there is one who is greater than your fears, that there is a way to break past the grip of your fearfulness, to get past the grip of your anxieties, of your worries, and to find hope, and to find peace, and to find your way to a place where instead of being a part of the problem, you become a part of the solution as you live in love. Today we're beginning this new series. It's called Loving Through Our Fear. Loving through the fear. And today's message, I've called it napping in a boat on a stormy day. Lord Jesus, right now in this place where I am and in homes and workplaces all around our town, our province, our world. I ask right now, Lord Jesus, that you will come into our situations and that whatever it is that we need today, whatever word it is that you have to speak into our hearts this morning, Lord Jesus, I just ask that you would help us to be ready, to have ears to receive what it is that you want to say to us today. And I ask that you'll take these feeble human words that I'm about to speak and that you will make them something worthwhile through the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, I want to talk to you out of a passage of scripture 
that one of Jesus' followers wrote regarding his experience with Jesus and the things that Jesus did. And you'll find today's passage of scripture in your Bible, whether you've got a digital Bible like the YouVersion Bible app, it's free, it's wonderful on your mobile device, or you have a paper copy of the Bible, or even if you don't have a Bible and you don't have any intention of opening up a Bible, that's where we're going to be at today. I think the best way to bring across this situation that Jesus and his friends went through is to play this clip. Then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves. And it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, What? What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. So what would you have done in that situation? If, if you were one of Jesus' friends and the storm was there and, and, and everything was shaking and the boat was rocking and you're getting water crashing down over top of you and rain pouring on you. Because I, I know when I think about what Jesus' friends did, I, I can totally get it. I totally get it. And we see it in our situation today, too. I mean, Jesus' friends had spent so many years as fishermen on that very lake. They'd seen storms come and go. And when they saw this storm, they absolutely freaked out. They were like, this is the kind of storm that kills people and we're all going to die. And then they look in the back of the boat and there is Jesus napping in a boat on a stormy day. And as a last-ditch effort, they run over to him and they wake him up, right? You saw that in the video. They're like, hey, save us! Save us! And what I find so interesting is that even in this, even in coming to Jesus and saying, Jesus, save me. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I can't do this. Why did they do that? What was their statement to Jesus? Help us, we're gonna die right? Do what you can, but we're going to die. Let me tell you why us focusing on our fears, why the disciples of Jesus, his friends being focused on their fears is such a big deal. Why we need to find a different place to focus ourselves into it. And it's this, you lean where you look. Okay, you lean where you look. I remember as a teen, my my parents put me through driver's ed or driving school. And I remember sitting there hearing from the instructor that you don't steer the vehicle with the steering wheel. Okay, if if you just steer the vehicle with the steering wheel, you'll oversteer or you'll understeer and you'll, you'll end up off course. You don't steer with the steering wheel. In fact, what you do is you steer with your eyes. 
You steer with your focus. Okay, the, the thing that you look at, the, the place that your focus is, is the place where you will lean. It's the place where you will end up. And so when you're driving and you go on the shoulder and one of your tires is running on gravel and the other ones are on asphalt, what you have to remember is not to just pull the wheel over, but to look where you want to go and you will naturally begin to go in that direction and you'll get out of there safely in one piece. In life, what we see is these situations where there's fearfulness and fear mongering going on all around us. And again, don't get me wrong. This is a serious situation, but when we get caught up on fear, when our focus is on the bad things that can happen and all the issues of the world around us and all the people that are doing crazy things and, and why did they do that? And we start going at each other and, and and questioning decisions and, and yelling at each other and, and just acting in ways that don't, honor God, that don't honor one another. And the, the reason for this is because when your focus is on your fear, then you live a life of leaning into fear and fearful behavior. And let me tell you, friends, fearful behavior does not beget love. Okay. Fearful behavior does not beget peace. It doesn't create an atmosphere that is conducive to healthy community. And what I also want to point out here, because there, you might be on the other side of this screen, and you might be thinking to yourself, this message isn't for me because I'm not afraid. All these stupid people that are just freaking out and they're, they're running around, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Listen, in many ways, I believe that there is probably an element of fear that is working its way through your life as well. And that it's just not manifesting the same way as everyone else's. At the very least, instead of leaning into the things that you should be leaning into, you are focusing on everyone else's fear and on the negative aspects of it. See, these people's fear is very real. This situation is truly a big deal. For small businesses, this is a big deal. I had the opportunity to talk to someone just this past week who wasn't making any money in their small business and, and they've had to shut down during this time. There's parents everywhere that suddenly are trying to figure out how to balance working and caring for their children. My kids are at home right now. They're, they're not going to school. No one's kids are at school. And we're all trying to figure out what this looks like. And so maybe the situation to you isn't as big of a deal as, as it is to some other people, but this situation is truly a big deal. And we need to not make light of it. Now, what's interesting in this whole thing in this whole situation is the disciples, they, they come to Jesus and, and they're telling him, hey, wake up, save us, right? And I think it's, it's so interesting that Jesus' response isn't to wake up and go like, oh my goodness, there's a storm. 
But Jesus' response is instead to ask his friends why they're actually afraid. He's like, where's your trust? Why are you so fearful? And, and this is so amazing to me because this is a pretty serious situation. And, and it begs the question, like, why is Jesus making it seem like his friends shouldn't have been as afraid? Why is it that, that Jesus seems to be saying, hey, where's your faith? One of the reasons for this is because Jesus was trying to bring across to his friends an important truth. And the important truth is this, that God is working even when you don't see him working. And he's bigger than your fears. The disciples had Jesus with them. God in human flesh was with them. He was at work even when it looked like he was sleeping. In fact, God was not sleeping. God is bigger than your fears. Listen to what Psalm 121 verses 1 to 4 says. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. God is at work and you can put your trust in him because he cares about you and he loves you. Look also at what the apostle Paul wrote to the church in Rome. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. God is bigger than your situation. God has it under control. And even when it doesn't look like he's working in the situation, he is working in it and he is working through it in ways that you and I just cannot understand. And so when Jesus looked at his disciples and he said, why are you afraid? Where's your trust? He was reminding them that God is bigger than any situation, than anything that we could face. I think for us today, one of the most important things for us to understand, for us to enact in our lives is the understanding that when you fix your focus on Jesus, he will help you to find hope, peace, and love. Remember, you lean where you look. So when you fix your focus on Jesus, he will help you find hope, peace, and love. See, Jesus went to the cross for you and for me because of God's great love for us. Scripture tells us that God so loved the world that he sent his only son, Jesus, so that whoever believes in him will not perish but will have everlasting life. And and let me tell you today that that everlasting life that is promised, it's more than just showing up at heaven's gates and, and being told to come on in, but it's something that changes in us right now when we give our lives to Jesus. Because suddenly our focus begins to shift and we're no longer looking at the world around us, but we're, we're looking intently at the son of God. All of a sudden, the things in our lives that seem so big don't look so big because Jesus is walking alongside us.
See, he's our hope. He went to the cross for us and bore our sin and our shame. He didn't do anything to deserve it. He did it because he loved you. Because you and I were hopeless without him. Because all there was in life was death and fear. Because of humanity's rejection of God and the wall that sin had created between us and God. And yet, on the cross, Jesus broke down the wall. On the cross, he provided a way for us not to have to walk through this life alone, but, but to be able to be in relationship with God, to be plugged back into the source of life that we were always meant to be plugged into and to walk arm in arm with God through every situation that may come our way. And that's why the Apostle Paul was able to write words like this, do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Friends, if you put your focus on Jesus, he will steer you from being controlled by fear to a place of possessing his great hope, peace, and love. And let me tell you that if today, if you are someone who has already accepted this gift of grace through faith in Jesus Christ, if you've already accepted the gift that Jesus purchased for you through his death on the cross, if you've already received his gift of victory and life, that he won for us as he rose from the grave three days after his death, victorious over sin, death, and Satan. If if you have given your life to him and said, I'm going to put my trust in him, I'm going to follow him, then you know the peace I'm talking about, and you know the hope I'm talking about, and you know the place of love that he invites you into, the relationship that he is inviting you into. And let me tell you, And in this moment, I'm reminding myself as well. He is giving you and he's giving us this opportunity right now in the midst of all that's going on in this panic to spread his hope and his peace and his love. And let me tell you, church, that nothing spreads as virulently as hope, peace, and love as it's brought about by God's people, empowered by the Holy Spirit, because we've been transformed by Christ's love. And this is the way that we will go when we begin to look at Jesus, when we fix our focus on him, because you lean where you look. The final thing that I want to remind each one of us, encourage each one of us is that if you have given your life to Jesus in the midst of this situation right now, you need to remember that Jesus has not left your boat. He's in it with you. Sure. The waves are crashing. The sky is dark. The rains are falling. The wind is howling, but Jesus hasn't left your boat And my question for you today is, is are you going to fix your focus 
on the waves? Or are you going to fix your focus on Jesus? Are you going to find the peace that he offers? A peace that is so intrinsic to his being that in the midst of that storm, they found him napping in a boat on a stormy day. What are you going to do? Right now, I'm going to give you another two minutes to interact in the chat. And here's what I want you to consider and to let one another know right now is what do you need to look to Jesus for right now? What peace do you need? What motivation do you need? And after you do that, I want you to interact there, comment on some other people's posts and write prayers for one another in the chat. So go ahead and do that now. See, there's great news for you today. When you take your focus off of the fear and you begin to put your focus on Jesus, he opens you up to begin to live in love and to spread that love through our community. And so consider today, what are some ways that you can begin to spread his love through our community? Maybe you know somebody that needs their mail picked up and and you offer to to go and pick up their mail for them because they're self-isolating for the next 14 days or, or because they're ill or because they're a high risk person. Maybe it's time for you to go and put those baking skills to use and, and make some bread and give it to, to some of your friends, some of your neighbors. Maybe it's time for you to go out and support small business by, by buying a 10 or $20 gift card to some of your favorite local businesses and, and then holding on to that gift card right now and until after this whole crisis is done so that they have just that little bit of extra money. Even if you can't go out, you can still do that. Even if you don't need anything from them right now, just, just go and, and help them out with that. Maybe there's someone who's kids that you can watch, or, or maybe next week there's someone that you can invite. They're healthy, and so you can invite them to your house for lunch next Sunday and to participate in church online with us. Friends, the list goes on and on and on, even if it's just going out and walking your dog and giving a smile to people and letting them know, hey, Jesus loves you. Whatever it may be, whatever you decide to do, friends, this is our moment to shine. This is our moment to not live as purveyors of fear, but to live as hope dealers, to live as dealers in love. Because this is what the world needs right now. Lord Jesus, right now, I just ask that you will bring to our minds the things that we need to do. The things that you want us to push into, to press into. Give us a name on our minds for someone that we need to be praying for, for someone that we need to call, for someone that we need to reach out to, Lord God. I just ask that we would step out of fear and that we would lean into love. Lord God, that we would fix our focus on Jesus. And I thank you that you will meet us in that place. Right now, in living rooms all across our community. There are people watching this and, and, and there's some of you, you haven't made a decision to follow Jesus. 
Maybe you've been toying with the idea or, you know, this just happened to be on. You're curious or a friend dragged you over. or I don't know what brought you here today except for this, that the Holy Spirit of God has been working in you, readying you for this moment for a very long time. See, the truth of the gospel is, is that God loves you and that he sacrificed everything to provide a way for you to be in a relationship with him, to receive his hope, to receive his peace, to live a life of love. And so all, all around here today, I, I want to invite you, if you're in this place and you're like, I need that peace, I need that hope, I, I don't want to be a slave to my fears anymore, there might be something that's stirring in your heart right now, your mind may be racing your stomach may be flipping. You, you might not be sure what's going on. But what I want to tell you today is, is that this is Jesus working in your life. And he's inviting you as he invites all people to step into his life. He is the way out of fear. He is the way out of brokenness and despair. He is the way out of your sin. And he loves you passionately. Jesus loves and accepts you just the way that you are. And he loves you too much to leave you there in, in your place of doubt, in your place of hurting, in your place of not belonging. Let me tell you that with Jesus, he brings you to a place of hope and love and belonging and community, even when we can't be meeting together. And so in a moment, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And I, I, wherever you're at right now, in your living rooms, in your kitchen, Whoever you are, whatever you're doing, will you just close your eyes right now? Close your eyes with me and I'm going to lead you in a prayer right now. As I'm getting ready to do that, if you want to give your life to Jesus here today, before we pray this prayer of dedication, you'll see below me right now popping up on the screen is the opportunity to digitally raise your hand and say, yes, I want to give my life to Jesus today. If, that, if that's you, if you want to declare today that you are going to accept Jesus, that you're putting your trust in, in him, that you want to serve him, that you want to follow him, that you're accepting his gift of life and love here today, then click yes all all around this community all around our world church online let's 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 just celebrate with those that are are raising their hands right now and and will you will you pray with me this prayer just everyone here pray this prayer with me nobody prays alone let let's pray this heavenly father thank you for your son today i give you my life please give me yours Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Make me new. I turn from all of my sin and I dedicate myself to following you, to learning about you, and to spreading your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, let's celebrate together at the wonderful declaration that these people have made to God today.